The insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Yeah, you know, everything has its time. And whenever Danny is prepared to let everybody know what his future is going to look like, you know, out of respect for him, I'll reserve, you know, comment, you know, for that that moment in time. But all that being said, Danny had a, a, an amazing year. As good of a leader as we have on our team, as good of a leader as I've been around, his, his passion, his love, his respect that he has, uh, for his teammates and his teammates have for him you know leadership is 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 i've never looked at it as a position i think it's about action and he's represented uh, everything that you would want from a leader he's made everybody around him better and there's not a, a player in our locker room that loves the university of oklahoma and respects his his opportunity and what this has meant for him and his life more than than danny stutzman so i got Great thankfulness and appreciation uh, for everything that Danny represents and what he's done uh, to help us, you know, the last two years. I think that's very well said by the University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables talking about Stutzman. It was reported, was it last night, sometime last night, yesterday afternoon? Yeah, last night, yeah. Uh, sometime last night that Stutzman will be headed to the National Football League, um, submitting his name uh, to go to the draft. And I, you, you can't be mad at him. I, I, I personally think that he, he probably could have benefited from another year, but you never know what another year brings. Uh, he accumulated some some physical damage this year the shoulder the ankle think he's got something going with the elbow a little bit too um you know i I, you've only got a a certain amount of snaps that you're ever going to be able to play and if you want to go to the nfl uh you you can't hammer him for that he could play at the next level for sure so so do you think the damage on the body was a big uh that 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 was big in his decision I don't know. I mean, I I would think. I mean, it's just like, just like any other position, especially whenever you're talking about the you know inside backer, which he's going to play, is it's not a premium position. Uh, it's kind of like running back to a certain degree. Few running back. You have to be like an elite, total outlier to go in the first round at running back. And outside of that, I think the the NFL feels like, you know, a lot of those guys are pretty close to the same, and it's not a premium position. And whenever it comes to that, like, you want want the the cleanest product that you got with the less 
the least wear and tear. And, you know, and, and like I said, he's accumulated some uh, with his playing career at Oklahoma. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it was a factor. I don't know where you'd rate it as a factor. Sure. I mean, um, in the in the you know the handful of different reasons why he's making the move. I'm sure, it's in there. I just don't know how highly I'd rate it. But. I, I guess you would call it the denial stage, um, and, and I probably fall to this as well a little bit. But some are some are in that right now on the text line. Boomer Brady says, "I am holding out." That Stutzman's announcement to head of the NFL is just another one of his upside-down Longhorn tattoo jokes. Please, oh please, Danny, let it be a joke. Yeah. Just try to convince yourself, like, nah, he's just fooling everyone. You just leak that out, then he's going to fool everyone. He's coming back. Yeah. It is curious. I'll tell you why it is curious. Because... Um, Stutzman knows how to get a rise. He knows how to get attention. He knows how to market himself. All right? So it is odd that he he made the decision without some type of announcement. And maybe he planned on that and... Well, yeah. I mean, he's... Maybe he didn't... Maybe, I don't know. He still has the chance to do that. I mean, it was just reported before. Well, yeah. I mean, he has the chance to do it, but it kind of the sting of it is gone, right? He typically announces sure. things in, or I don't know how many things he's announced, but you would expect like a some something from him when it comes to this. Um, and like I said, maybe it kind of got out of there before he wanted it to. I don't know, but it does make you think. I. I I understand the feeling of Try, trying to give some people hope here. I appreciate it. Yeah, you, you, there's there's this groundswell of oh no, he's going to the league. Dang it! Wish he was going to stay. Wish you luck, but man, we really need you next year. And then after a long conversation with my teammates and the University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables. I've decided to stay oh my after gosh. all. Oh, uh, it would it would be it would be unbelievable if that were to happen. That'd be great. Um, but man, you talk about losing a couple of beloved players from from this year's team. If if Stutzman is indeed gone, I I mean I know not everyone is on social media, but for those who are, you've probably seen. We mention Gunny every single day on this show. It's just Gunny now, but it's Gunny of Stutzman Army. That's how that started. There's General Stutzman Army. Like there's, there's so many people with Stutzman in their name as a uh, Twitter profile. I don't know if that's going to stay the same. I don't know if that's going to change. But people have loved him that much that they've done that. Drake Stoops, of, of course, as well. We know that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really appreciate Dylan Gabriel. So you're, you're losing some important players, but some players that are really, really loved uh, around here, around here for this year's team. Yep. No. That's right. There's going to be a bunch of uh, there's going to be a bunch of social media accounts that are going to have to find something new, find something else creative. I feel bad for Gunny of Stutzman Army. He, there's nothing worse than a a soldier roaming around looking for an army to join. You know, I we'll he, see. Well, he'll be roaming around at exactly 4:20. We know what his activities are every single now, day. I know what army he's really in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. but. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure just just like every other year, guys, players emerge. Some expected, some unexpected, but guys will emerge. I mean, I 
Braden Willis last year, like, to me, was kind of the heart and soul of the football team, right? And, you know, this year you could say Stutzman and, and Drake Stoops. Like, next year there's going to be that guy or, or those guys as well. It's college happens football. Happens all the That's time. Right. Oh, you won't be the only SEC team that lose, uh, loses leaders or captains or, you know, big-time players, whatever. The one um, sad thing as a player is they move on without you. You know, whenever you're gone, uh, oh, no, we're going to miss you. We appreciate what you did. But, man, how about that young freshman we got? Yeah, it keeps moving. The animal keeps going forward. Uh, two texts real quick. New name for him, Gunny of Stoned Army. Says a texture of 405. <laughs> Realtor Paul says uh, Gunny of Gummies Army. That's <laughs> So you got some options there, Gunny. That's it. That's Gunny's exactly saying that he's from the Gunny saying that he's from the Ganja Gang. So we got a lot there of go. lot of lot of options here. No, I and, and look, everyone loves Danny. Um, everyone is sad that he's probably going to the NFL. But I asked earlier, does this change your opinions of OU and the SEC the first year? And I didn't really get a whole lot of, yes, absolutely, this totally changes my opinion. We lose two more games now that 28's not on the team anymore. Right. So I, I, and I don't know what I expected with that question when we asked it in the first segment of the show today. But I, I still think that there's some optimism, some confidence that they can – be competitive right away in the SEC, uh, Danny Stutzman or not. But now you're really looking towards, okay, losing Stutzman really stinks. Please let Billy Bowman come back next year. Like yeah. Billy Bowman coming back was always going to be big for this defense, but now that it's reported that Stutzman's leaving, you, 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 need, you need Billy Bowman back next year for sure. Yeah. No, I agree. Um yeah, it would be difficult to lose as many line of scrimmage players on defense as we're going to lose, lose our best backer and our best secondary player. I mean, that's going to be hard to bounce back from. You know, I, we got good players on the on roster. I, I totally believe in that. We got great young players at safety. We got a very good... Uh, capable, athletic, physical group of young backers, and we got some guys in the uh, in the rotation that are getting better and better, you know, on the on the defensive line and edge. But you know, it's you're still going to miss those guys. But it gives gives a little bit of sunlight for some other guys to emerge. And you know, I don't know who it is. Like Kip is. I mean, he's going to be wedged in there at the wheel backer, and we'll see what happens at Mike. You know, they've been rotating some guys through there, and with plenty of time to prepare for your for your next opponent, you got basically another spring here. I mean, I think there'll be a, a competition for bowl reps at Mike Backer, and, you know, there's there's also you typically get a lot more reps for some of the younger guys during this period, at least early in this period, so maybe someone emerges there and, we don't know yet on Billy Bowman, and I don't know when he plans to make an announcement. Um, but after yeah, we'll I mean, be, we'll he's, he's playing in the bowl game. Uh, he said yeah. that Monday night, so that, I, I would guess it would be after the bowl game. Yeah. And and I this could be totally wrong. It makes me feel a little a lot better about his chances if he is indeed going to play in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, 
That is a, that doesn't always tell the story, but it's a, at least a. Uh, if you're looking to be hopeful for that, that's that's a pretty good thing to to cling on to is that he's staying and playing for the bowl game. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Brandon Drum just tweeted out new OU offensive lineman Savion Bird and defensive lineman Kel, uh, Kelvin Gilliam Jr. have entered into the transfer portal. Um, so I, I'm guessing that's officially that they're in the portal. We found out about Savion Bird earlier this week, correct? Or at least there, he he put out that he was going to enter in the portal. I don't know. I mean, that name was – we've talked about that name. Yeah. I don't know if he put something out, but I don't know if it's just now he's officially entered the portal. Maybe he had talked about it, put out a graphic, but his name wasn't all the way in. Maybe now it is. Um, so, well, there you go. Not a surprise, I guess. No, not – I mean, Savion, I mean, he, he lost his spot this year on the offensive line, and – who took his spot, a true freshman that is either going to play that position for a while or he's going to kick over to one of the uh, tackle spots. But when you, when you lose your spot, that's one thing. If you lose it to a true freshman who finished the year playing at a high level and was on freshman All-America list, you, you weren't going to get that job back. I hope we really solidify the tackle position to where Caden Green can play guard. I, I don't know what he wants personally, but I fully believe that by the time he's done here, he can be one of the best guards in the entire country. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but like, why specifically do you do you think that? Like, what what skill set? I mean, obviously he has skill set for the guard position, but what exactly? Like, what? Why is it that you want him to stay exactly where he's at? Other than he had a great year this year physicality, athleticism, um, plays with attitude. I mean, we had a true freshman out there who was probably, he probably played with the the best mean streak, the angriest, buried more guys than anyone on the team. So He wasn't like, scared of Devondre Sweat, who won Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And there's going to be, there's going to be, Really good edge players in in the SEC. We all know that, but the interior players are going to be massive. They're going to be strong. They're going to be really good, and you know I think we'll be able to have maybe a little bit more success. And maybe this this is just kind of a, a guess, but I feel like we'll be able to find some some guys at tackle that will be able to to get the job done and. I don't know. I just feel like he's best suited there. You know, he may want to play tackle, though. And I can't blame him if he does want to play tackle. I think it'll be an awesome tackle. Uh, you know, that's a higher premium position that makes more money. But it's just the way he looked at guard is impressive. Well, you had Jake Taylor um, play at a high level. at one Hey, of the... Jake. Yeah, they need to do that on the Jumbotron or something. <laughs> Come on, guys. He played uh, really well at tackle, and then you brought in a one-year rental, Spencer Brown from Michigan State. Uh, so I well, you're talking about Sexton, or yeah, sorry, Taylor. yeah, sorry, Jake Sexton, yes, yeah. Um, Taylor is, I think, maybe a, a could be end up being an option at guard. Correct, yes. So I, I'm just kind of looking at next year. I, I don't think that you bring Spencer Brown. I don't think Spencer Brown with 25 starts is coming here with one year of eligibility unless he thinks he has a. Not a good chance, a really good chance at being one of your tackles. That's right. Um, you'll have another young, talented player at the other one. So I, 
I'm going to guess initially the plan is to keep Caden Green at guard. That's what I would guess. Just kind of trying to yeah. match things up here. I, I hope. I hope that's the case. And hopefully you get good enough play there. I mean, we've seen it before. He played, he played left tackle all spring, all training camp. Uh, you know, started off the year at tackle. And then whenever we had a need at guard, he played guard. So Bill Beatonbow, as he always has, will find a way to put his five best guys out there. And if that is Caden Green at tackle, then it may be Caden Green at tackle. I don't know. Um, I think his – and it may be too early to tell, but it feels like he could be a early round draft pick at guard. Yeah, he but does. that may be the case of tackle too. You know, once he gets out there and and plays tackle for a while, also. And uh, just to cap off the segment with one more uh, Danny Stutzman question to you, the text line, everyone. Uh, what was the what was the single best moment of the Stutzman era here at OU? The pregame speech, the goal line stand. The ninja videos that he and Canick put out. What was what was number one? Him dressing uh, you know, up as Santa Claus last weekend. It's just kind of all of the above. Like the best moment. What is the best moment? I mean the 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 quote there that's all over T-shirts is going to be that's that's tough to beat. Yeah, the sack fumble at the uh, at the end of the game against. Um, uh, uh, oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Was it, it was TCU, right, yeah. or was it West Virginia? Oh my God, it, a game this year where you had the sack fumble? Oh no, it was BYU. Sorry, yeah, yeah, BYU. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the pick six against Tulsa. He had the uh, what, do, what do you call that? The crane kick in the end zone. Crane kick, the flop uh, he <laughs> yeah, had against the Tulsa. The flop was great. in that one, yes, very under the radar. Maybe but, that's you know, what that, we'll do tomorrow for the under the radar, under the radar Danny Stutzman moments. That'll be fun. Yeah. I think his best uh, individual was that sack fumble to seal the BYU game. Tough game on the road, starting quarterbacks out, defense hadn't played well all day, needed something to happen. He was and, sick. And he, he was sick. And, yeah, it was just it was a rough day. And he came up with a big-time play whenever we had to have it. So, there you go. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Hanging out the 405 Burger Bar. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Purple Wave Auction understands that it takes equipment to help build and maintain roads and bridges, develop land, construct buildings, and so much more. That essential equipment can be found on purplewave.com. Purple Wave Auction is an online, no-reserve auction platform selling thousands of pieces of equipment every week. Transparent listings allow buyers and sellers to connect and bid with confidence. Start bidding at purplewave.com. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home. Garage door of the Oklahoma Sooners. I'm certain that one, Oklahoma only fears God. And number two, Texas fears Oklahoma. 
Ask the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, if the career is indeed over at OU for Danny Stutzman, what was the uh, number one moment? Uh, 386 Swamp Oakey says, all the above with the locker room speech number one. Gunny says, Gunny of Stutzman Army, taking one of the house against Tulsa and busting out a crane kick and the flop in the same game. The flop is yeah. good. Yeah, no, that was good. 405 is freshman year, pumping up the crowd after he got injured. Mm-hmm. I think he tried to go back in the game after that as, as well. Yeah, uh, it was like elbow was all jacked up and trying to go back in the game. But, man, I I can't pick one. It was just it was just a constant uh, constant flow of entertainment, whether on the field, off the field, between plays, before games, after games, interviews, social media. Like he started right away whenever he got here by I, on social media, he would change like his profile picture to like a horrible picture of one of his teammates. Yeah, that was <laughs> right. awesome. I love that too. That's so good. That was pretty good. I mean, he, he just he got rolling right away, and then you know everyone in that, well, not everyone, but you know he got some close friends and had an influence over those guys, and they're doing the wacky hair stuff, and yeah, it was just refreshing. It you know what it. It reminded you of it's college football, right? Yep. It's it's these kids that are transitioning from from being teenagers to grown men and still having fun. There's still some innocence there with what's going on, and you know you, you got guys you know playing video games and and chopping it up and and you know being clowns together, and then they're going out in front of you know, 80,000 and untold millions on television and playing in in a super intense game where everyone holds what they do over their head and either praises or bashes them on social media. You know, it's just a – he made it fun, and I hope he can continue that. I hope he he goes to a place in the NFL where he's – able to let his personality shine through. And, you know, it's hard to do that. I mean, Baker Mayfield was the most entertaining football player I've ever seen, ever, play football at any level. And he went to the NFL and tried to take that with him, but it's such a brutal, brutal beatdown in that league. If you don't go out there and win every single game, it's like you're almost not allowed to have fun or act. Yeah, like that and they goes. really, uh, they they really, everyone told him at every turn, like even during the draft process, like, oh, you got to you got to be more mature. You can't be that guy. You got to be more mature. Right. You got to do do everything. Let, let, let me come back to that in, in just a minute. I, I just want to get to um, a few texts here on okay. uh, the topic at hand. Here, my favorite Stutzman memory is the story of while suffering from food poisoning, he needed to be excused from BV's position meeting, but was afraid to ask. Oh, that, that happened a couple of weeks ago at the so at the Rudy show. We might play that later. Daniel in NYC says his post, I'm like communion. I'm that cracker with the juice. Sums him up completely. <laughs> yes. Camo Sooner says trying to play through a messed up ankle at Kansas. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of, a lot of great moments there. 
But what I want to come back to is the the character that he was, the personality. And I have no doubt, man, that when it was time to buckle down and and be serious, that that he was that dude, especially this year. Like in between the lines, I think he had fun, but I don't I don't think he was cutting up and joking around or anything. But it, like his personality is very obvious, and Brent seems like a no nonsense type of guy. What do you think that relationship was like? Was like early on and even late between those two guys? And I'm not in I, any way saying that it was bad. I'm just I'm just curious what that looked like with those two personalities. I imagine it drove Venables absolutely mad. Constantly, not just in the beginning, all the way up probably till their last meeting, probably drove him mad, and at the same time probably offered what was most likely some needed relief from the grind and the seriousness of what's going on. You know? Yeah. They was probably both. Right? He was probably always frustrated that why aren't you more serious and then at the same time just absolutely has to laugh at some of the shenanigans you know (laughs) like showing up to the brent venables press conference before the year hey coach what's your what's your favorite animal it's like what are you you doing here come on what do you say oh shocker uh stutzman's got a microphone right yeah wants to be heard (laughs) (laughs) um how, how about this one one more from peyton my favorite was when bv said quote I've been on my knees plenty in this profession after the Cotton Bowl, and you could tell it took every ounce for Danny not to laugh at him. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that was great. Yep. <laughs> yep. the 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 side eye went viral, didn't it? <laughs> and, well, and and everyone immediately you you knew that Danny was on the podium, so immediately you looked to see what Danny how he reacted after he said that. Oh and yeah. It was like, oh yeah, he he caught that. He he caught it. That's ah, awesome. Um, let, let's get to this bowl game a little bit. We haven't talked about it all that much. I mean, we're still three weeks out. But yesterday when you were out, we talked about expectations for uh, JFA in, in this game. And my expectations for him weren't so much about completion percentage, yards, interceptions. My expectations are more of how they're going to call the game. And after an entire month to get prepared for this one, what they're looking to get out of this game I, I don't know about you. I'll be very surprised if Seth Luttrell doesn't call this game pretty aggressively. Not that yeah. they're going to take 40 chances down the field. I just I don't think that you're going to see a whole lot of limitations on the quarterback in, in this game for, for Jackson Arnold. Well, here's how I look at it. If, if I am a defensive coordinator, I'm the opposing team, all right, what, what do you traditionally say about a team that is going to have to start a if – if you're in the NFL rookie quarterback or guy that doesn't have much experience in college, if you have to start a freshman, guy that hadn't played very much football, what do you say? Well, they're going to take – they're going to do what they can to take the game out of his hands, right? They're, they're going to try and lean on the run or lean on easy completions – uh, extension of the run game with some of the shorter stuff. Uh, try and get him involved in the running game early to get rid of some of the nerves. 
uh, try and give him some easy completions to get his confidence up. And then from that point on, try and manage the game to where he only has to make a handful of really big third down throws. And what I mean by big third down throws is not great field position in a third down where you're not going to be going for it on fourth down. And I know that's the whole thing. College football drives me nuts. But, you know, you've got third and long enough to where we're not running it to try and get a quick hitter to go for it on fourth down. So it's probably like four or five throws perhaps that you're going to ask him to make a big throw against a, a pass defense where they know it's going to be pass. They're going to be sitting on routes, sitting on your specialties for, for that down a distance. And, you know, I would call a game as a defensive coordinator accordingly. But this is a bowl game. It's a little bit different. It's a bowl game. It is a very highly rated quarterback. It is a new offensive coordinator or coordinators and play caller. So I try and get inside that mindset a little bit, and it's almost like a little bit of reverse psychology. I I think they're going to cut it loose. I think they're going to be aggressive. I think they're they're going to practice with him and pound it into his head to just let it fly and go do what you do instead of trying to protect the season. So like that's how I would I view it right now. So saying that, I think Seth the Trail's going to go out and and call an aggressive game, push the ball down the field, use him in the running game, you know, find a handful of plays that really suit him well and build on those. It's a different play caller, so maybe it's not the greatest example, but I, I do go back to the, the the most snaps that we've seen for Jackson Arnold in a game. At the most critical point of the game, OU's got the football first and 10 with the touchdown lead at BYU to try to end the game. The first play of that drive, they called for a deep shot down the field. Yeah. Now, they didn't hit on it. I mean, it was open. But even in that game, in that scenario, they had enough confidence in him to throw the ball down the field like that. So I got to think yeah. in that spot if they did, and this much time to prepare, yeah. I don't think they'll hesitate to take some chances. No, I agree. See, and that's where – and that and it's probably why they did it. Like, considering that, it, I if I was a D coordinator, I would, I would be calling plays and – you know, situating my defense for a conservative start to that half, right, to get him going, field position and stuff. But they didn't do that. They came out and started whipping it down the field. So, I mean, it's just, oh, it's going to be a chess match. But I think Seth the Trail is going to be aggressive. And he loves to throw the football now. So you could see a bunch of passing attempts from Jackson Arnold. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Hanging out at 405 Burger Bar. Bleed Crimson. Love great Sooner Talk. Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide.
Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. Rightway's number one goal for all their insurance clients is to get the best insurance rates and have an overall positive experience. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance agency representing many different companies for your insurance needs. Give us a call, 405-607-6014, or complete a quote form at rightwayinsuranceok.com, and we'll be happy to answer any of your insurance questions. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. Sooner Nation, gear up for an electrifying Bedlam Wrestling Showdown on Sunday, December 10th at 2 o'clock. Grab your seat and brace yourself for some hard-nosed wrestling action under brand-new head coach Roger Kish as the Sooners host Oklahoma State at McCaslin Fieldhouse. Let's make this Bedlam match one for the books. Visit Soonersports.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. Mike Steely here for Lasher Home Comfort Systems, your trusted home comfort experts in the Oklahoma City metro area. Tim Lasher and his team have more than 130 years of combined experience. They recognize a significant number of homeowners live with inadequate home comfort systems. They specialize in diagnosing your home system issues while providing more efficiency and reducing your utility costs. As an authorized dealer of American Standard, Tim can service your residence or business. Call Tim and his team at 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Jelly Jelly adjective Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council Hey, Sooner fans, Drake Stoops here to tell you about my friends at the Affordable Door Company. Their fast, reliable, and professional staff have been serving the OKC Metro for over 28 years. Affordable Door Company is your one-stop shop for residential and commercial garage door service and replacement. Call them and tell them you want the ultimate maintenance for your garage door. You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company, proud garage door sponsor of the Sooners. Hi, this is Martina McBride. With online news, social media, and texting available 24-7, the world seems to be spinning faster and faster every day. And it can be overwhelming. Sometimes we just need to unplug and take a break from our electronic devices. It can help reduce stress and allow us to reflect on the things that are really important in our lives. This message brought to you courtesy of the United States Air Force. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Our elves are at the ready to make the season bright and shiny. Don't have time to make it in? Let our elves do the work for you. We can text or email you options, then gift wrap and send them your way, or have them ready for pickup. We want this to be the merriest of times for you and your loved ones. Call us at 405-360-2515 or message us through our website or Instagram and let's get started. And you might be pleasantly surprised to learn she already has a wish list at Mitchell's Jewelry. 
At Wade Electric, we care about our community. We care because we live, work, and raise our families here. We take pride in our work because not only is it a reflection of us, but it's a reflection of our community as well. Wade Electric has been serving Oklahoma since 1969. Whether it's a remodel or new construction, our qualified installers can help. Don't do it yourself. Leave it to the experts at Wade Electric. Call 405-329-1940 to speak with our trusted professionals. It's the rush on the ref. Tyler McComb, a steady layman, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Made this joke yesterday. Uh, some are realizing it's best to say, like, Texas sucks or Mizzou sucks or A&M sucks at the beginning of their text to get it noticed more, or at least by me. This one says, Mizzou sucks. Is it just me or does Tawi Walker look like an Iowa Hawkeye? <laughs> it does work, guys. I'm just, I'm just saying. The zoo sucks at the beginning of your text. Yeah, that works. Now, who was it? Now, you said that Parker was saying that that could be a uh, Big Ten destination for Tawee. That's interesting. I wonder what connection there is there, where that came from, and what school it could possibly be. Um, Tawee probably had more offense himself at OU than the entire Iowa offense did last year. Be a great what fit. was his What was his first year at the University of Oklahoma? Uh, was he here two years? Is that right? I'll go back and make sure on that. Because I'm wondering, is that um, is there any chance that that Big Ten school could be the University of Southern California? God, I know. Isn't that so weird? How? Yeah. I just I still don't think of it that way. Um, Oregon, Washington. I'll, I feel like for the next five years, I'll still think of them as Pac-12 schools. Yeah. But he played his high school football in uh, the state of Arizona. Or I, I, I guess uh, his hometown's Vegas, actually. My bad. Okay. And he was here in 23 and 22. I don't know. He, he can carry the football without a doubt at the Power 5 level. Now, is he, is he in every down back at, at some of your, your bigger schools out of the transfer portal? I mean, maybe if someone's filling a hole, but – He's kind of a uh, – I, I, I wish we would have had a, a better rotation going to where he could have been our closer. Yep. I, I think that's what's best suited for him. And not that he didn't do great being our featured back there during that middle portion of the season. I thought he did great, and I love the way he runs. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, but, you know, not – you know, consider him like a breaker breakaway back or really what most people would call an every down back where you know theoretically you're gonna you know possibly catch some balls out of the backfield but I don't know if anyone's noticed but they don't run like check downs and swing routes to backs and running back screens in college football hardly at all anymore almost no one does that it's all RPO crap I uh, yeah I know you hate the RPO I know stupid we all know I have a I, the, the sport would be so much better if they forgot trying to re- legislate the transfer portal and NIL and just eliminated the stupid ass RPO play. Well, I, at least we're playing OU Texas through ter- twenty thirty six at the Cotton Bowl. It's one of yeah, the few wins we've had with uh, recent happenings in the sports. Everything Good else point. is changing. I'm glad that's staying the same. Uh, okay, I got a list in front of me from twenty four seven Sports. Ten players. We expect to, to appear 
on early Heisman list and some couple of uh, dark horse candidates as well. I- I'm really just going to read this list to see how many players are on OU schedule next year, okay? So if you can keep track of it for me, I'd appreciate that. Jalen Milrow at Alabama is the first player listed. No, but he's listed as what? As Early Heisman favorite for next year. Oh, They're already looking uh, at 10 oh, players. Yes, absolutely. On the schedule. Quinn Ewers, quarterback at Texas, on the oh, schedule. Yes, absolutely. Jalen Daniels, it says quarterback at Kansas. Uh, I, uh, okay, you guys insist. Uh, he's not in the portal, so maybe he is going back to Kansas. Yes. Carson Beck, quarterback at Georgia. Now, what do you consider you? How far down do we go for favorites? How many team? How many guys? Can I don't I really say even yes? care about the favorites. It's just guys that are on the OU schedule next year. Is what oh, I'm, okay. is what I'm looking at. And of yeah. course, you'll play George in the SEC championship game next year. Right. So that's a that's a yes. Mm-hmm. JJ Carthy at Michigan is on this list. Uh, Ollie Gordon of Oklahoma State is on the list. Well, he'll be on our team. I mean, yeah, yeah. You won't even have to uh, red white game. You'll play him, but that's it. That's right. Drew Aller at Penn State. God, <laughs> okay. No. Jackson no. Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. He's on the he's on the schedule next year. No. Garrett Nussmeyer at LSU is on the list. He's on the schedule. No. Cam Ward, the quarterback at well was Washington State. I guess we'll see where he ends up. He'll be at LSU. So how many is that five of ten that could be on the schedule next year? Of the top ten or way too early Heisman list? Yep. Pretty pretty tough list. Uh I mean I don't you have a hard time believing I said uh Cam Ward will be at LSU. I don't know what he's doing, but don't you have a hard time believing that they're gonna go from Jaden Daniels to Nussmeyer? Um, seeing that Daniels was a portal quarterback, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do actually. With with all the <laughs> legit quarterbacks that are that are out there, sure. I guess I don't, I don't know anything about Nussmeyer and I, highly rated I, kid just, coming out, but it, <laughs> I, that doesn't necessarily mean everything. I know. I'm just laughing because it. Sounds like the polar opposite player of what Jaden Daniels is. <laughs> Just by maybe the name? Yes. You, maybe think, you think pocket quarterback can't move at yes. all? That's what you think of when you hear Garrett Nussmeyer? <laughs> yes. Where Sperry's in the cor- in the pocket back there? Oh, maybe a bow tie? Gosh. That's funny. Yeah, I – hey – we're we're gonna have to make some moves. We're gonna it's gonna be a brutal schedule. It's gonna be tough. We're gonna face. I mean, the quarterbacks are one thing. The O lines, the D lines, the skill position guys. It's gonna be a different level of athlete, and we're gonna have to do some massive growing up as a football team, football program over the next eight months. Yep. I agree. Set. Some massive growing up and some massive uh, roster building through the portal. Seven eight five. Mizzou sucks, but this texture's from Lawrence, so I think every huh. text begins with that. Anyway, confirm that Jalen Daniels is returning to KU. Let's see if he plays. Uh, and health is in quotation, or uh, health is uh, included in there. Yeah, I mean he's he's going to be really good, and they're going to. Carve out some NIL money to keep him around. I guarantee it. I mean, they had a good year without him this year, um, but clearly they'd be a better football team 
if he was available and healthy. Like that Kansas thing last year, that wasn't just a one-year, hey, we made it to a bowl game, we're going to fade back to the cellar. It feels like they've got some staying power in their new conference. It does, and they'll probably do well. And you know what happens, Tyler, whenever you've got a program that has been bad for a long time and all of a sudden there's a spark and there's some belief there. You know what happens with the fan base. I bet they've got money pouring in, you know. Um, and what's the what's their deal at running back? Is is Devin, Devin Neal back? back? I don't know if he's back. I I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I'm an SEC man now. I don't pay attention to Big Twelve schools. If 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 they get those two backs or one of those two running backs uh, back for next season, look out, man! That outside zone that Grimes puts in and. You know they did some really good stuff for their offensive line this year. It's going to be another. It's going to be a dangerous team all over again. Would, would and I be, bet they upgrade a bunch of, of players in the portal. Would be just our luck, wouldn't it? Uh, first year of the twelve team playoff. We've been talking about how awesome a home playoff game would be for three years now, and they get one of these Big Twelve schools that brings fifty fans on the road. Well, that would be just a little bit uh, better than going to play. Kansas in a twelve team a home game at Kansas for a playoff, which would definitely be eleven a.m. on a cloudy, cold day. Well, I mean, it's probably they'd probably play that one on Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. Get the get the playoffs rolling during a uh, a work week while everyone's at work. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We've got the final segment coming up next. Stay tuned. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. With their great selection and, most of all, great prices. So do what I do. Head over to Joe's Wines and Spirits, 1330 East Alameda Street, right here in Norman, or visit their Facebook page for all their monthly specials. Happy Holidays from Joe's Wines and Spirits. Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Thursday. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. (sighs) No college football on this Thursday night or Friday night. We do have Army-Navy on Saturday, but we don't get a full slate or a good slate of college football games, or at least more than one game until a week from Saturday when the bowl season starts. We do have an NFL game tonight, and there was a time when, whoa, Patriots at Steelers? Let's go, buddy. Buckle up. This is going to be one of the more anticipated regular season games of the year. Not so much anymore, dude. Patriots are 2-10. and ten. Mm. Steelers are 7-5, and five, but had to fire mm. their OC this year. Not the Pats-Steelers matchups that we once knew. No, a little, little bit different, right? Uh, that's what happens whenever you have two franchise quarterbacks for nearly 20 years. Uh, at each place, right? Um, it's hard to move on. It's hard to find the next guy. I mean, how many places have we seen that, that had a really good quarterback for years, and then when that guy's gone, they they just kind of fester in the middle or lower end of the NFL 
until mm-hmm. the cycle comes around and you happen to land on that that player that gets you out of the muck, man. It's yeah. such a you know, it part of it's by design. I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you ask, hmm. the league is so heavily dependent on quarterback now that you're almost doomed to failure if you don't have a you know, a top ten guy. That's the Jets, uh, what that life has been like with good talent oh, around. Yeah. Ramondre's out tonight for the Patriots, and I I know that he was at OU. I remember that he was at OU, but it felt like it lasted about 15 minutes when he was here. And he's gone on to have a – yeah, he's had a really – he's had a nice NFL career. He rushed for over 1,000 yards last year in New England. Um, I don't – he's got 606 yards this year. I don't know what his availability is the rest of the year, but – a really nice career for Ramondre when he didn't have a long career here at OU. Physical back, runs well, runs tough, has good speed whenever he does uh, break one, do a lot of things. He's, let's see, this is probably probably a contract year for him. What, he, he was a up. rookie in 2021, I believe, right? right? 2020 was his last year? Yeah, probably a three-year deal. Um, may May sign a... Another one there at, at New England or well, be a free agent? Well, knowing the Patriots, they'll sign him to a three-year, $40,000 deal. That yeah. seems like how it goes in New England. I, I think the days of guys taking less money to come and play for a championship are long gone. Well, in New England, that's certainly the case. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, right. no, no uh, good, uh, really good career for uh, Ramondre. No, really good career. Mac Jones over there at New England, eh, not so much after they spent a first-round pick a couple of years yeah, ago for him. you know, and he's taken a ton of criticism, just like Zach Wilson at, uh, with the Jets has taken a ton of criticism, like a bunch of these guys have. But, you know, it, you can't do everything at quarterback. Uh, you've got to have protection. You've got to have skill players. You got to have a defense. I mean, there's there's a lot to it. I mean, there's a couple of individual talents that can go out and do really good things, pretty much on their own. But I, you never would have thought that Mac Jones or Zach Wilson would have been. Well, maybe Zach Wilson. He did some really good stuff in college. But real quick, sixty-three point seven percent chance to win for OU on Saturday versus the Hogs, according to ESPN FPI. No spread release, but we should have that tomorrow. Big game on Saturday. Yeah, 63% chance to win, uh, 85% chance of sending the opposing coach out of the God, arena shirtless. Please. please. Well, I don't. that may not necessarily be a good thing. Could, could be a After bad an thing. ejection. Okay. After that's, an ejection. That's better. All right, that's it for us. You guys killed it on the text line. As always, you drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Let's go have an ice cold Pacifico. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref. Sports Radio Network.